the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself, which means uh, he's got to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, and he has a $2 s- for a wife. Uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting out of the bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? There's a one, there's a two. Oh! oh, wow. So make no mistake about it, this is an official declaration of war. This is what you call. A paradigm shift. Welcome everyone to Three Count Thursday live here on our Facebook page. It is our final show in the month of July. Yeah, we're still rolling along. We're the podcast of the millennium. It is July the 30th, 2020. I'm Big Jim. Matt is called Jim for the night. Tim's with us. Mark's with us. Uh, Ryan's not with us, but uh, I did get his uh, his countdown for one of our topics later on. We've got tons to talk about this que- this week including Woo Woo Wednesdays, and I'm on a boat. But first, make sure you go to 3CountThursday.com where you can find all of our social media links, our merchandise over there at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver! Thank you, Tim. We also uh, have our Patreon page, our Collar and Elbow brand deal. Go to store.collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code 3COUNT for 10% off each and every order as... uh, as well, you can uh, check out our home network, NGSC Sports, at NGSCSports.com. We also stream daily at LeebSports.com, L-E-E-I-B, Sports.com. Yeah, uh, Zach with us here on the uh, on the watch party. Yeah, I got a mustache. Regular old, regular old stash. Figure. Wait, why not? Why not? It's, it's, it's 2020. We're, we're all in, you know, the, 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 this year is, is what it is. Might as well. Uh, rock the stash. What's up to Devin? What's up to Nikki? What's up to Charlie and everybody else in the live video? Give us a like, give us a share. We'd appreciate that. Get as many people in here, uh, as possible that, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, let's, uh, let's start over with, uh, with Tim and I can't find my damn, my damn sounder again. So Tim, how you doing? I'm good, man. Life can't complain. Uh, almost the weekend, boys. We made it again. We did. We're figuring it out week by week. We're figuring it out. We uh, we are doing our best, and I found it, Matt. How you doing? Doing all right. I'm ready for the weekend at this point. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy week at work, but you know we're almost there. All right, and uh, and intern Mark, we haven't seen you in a in a while. Intern Mark, how you doing? 
Good, real good. I'm glad to be back. And uh, as they say, I'm too blessed to be stressed. So some... I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Praise. Some, Praise. Some, something like that. We got to give you the... Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Ryan not with us. He's uh, he's on vacation. Hopefully, he's uh, you know wearing a mask and all of that stuff because uh, that's the cool thing to do. Make sure you're subscribed to all of our uh, podcast feeds if you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts to both our regular feed and the hot tag feed. Uh, make sure you rate and review us over there. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it with uh, of course our weekly segment. And uh, we got two birthdays uh, this week, of course, uh, as was on our Facebook page earlier. Jesus, Tim, you have a whole pizza? You shut up and leave me alone. All right. I'm not judging. I am definitely not judging. Um, But uh, in 1996, uh, all four foot seven of Marco Stunt was born. It's a medium. (laughs) And also... Back in 1947, WWE Hall of Famer Arnold Schwarzenegger was born. So just two birthdays in, our, in, the, in the wrestling world uh, today. Uh, then let's take us back to the year I was born. In 1985, at a WWF television taping in Poughkeepsie, New York, Randy Savage squashed Jim Young with a flying elbow smash, then announced who he had selected as his manager, ending weeks of speculation that Bobby Heenan Mr. Fuji, Jimmy Hart, Johnny Valiant, or classy Freddie Blassie would be selected. Of course, Savage's choice making her WWF debut was Miss Elizabeth, who had previously worked in ICW as an announcer, although that was not announced, of course, on WWE TV, because why would you ever uh, recognize anybody else? Uh, And neither was the fact that uh, Elizabeth was Savage's wife. So, uh, and then... Now, today was not a great day for this segment, but uh, I pulled two items out of 1999, so all the way back in 1999, Cheetah Master defeats Mr. Oolala in Newport, Delaware for the ECWA Mid-Atlantic title. Oolala. Exactly. And then finally, in 1999, uh, Curtis comes home, a benefit card to raise money for Brian Hildebrand. Uh, referee Mark Curtis of SMW and WCW, who was battling stomach cancer, was held at the Ice Gardens in Rostraver, Pennsylvania. The card saw the participation of WCW, WWF, and ECW wrestlers and raised $30,000 for Hildebrand, who continued to fight the disease until passing away, uh, unfortunately, in September of 1999. So that was On this day. for July the 30th. Um. Zach asks, what kind of pizza do you have there, Tim? Well, it's a good thing you ask because I love talking about pizza. It's probably my third favorite topic to talk about besides wrestling and myself. But every pizza for me, I know this is an unpopular opinion to especially another person on this on this dais, but every pepper every pizza has to come stock with pepperoni that's it it's pepperoni and cheese and then anything on top of that is extra but i like mine with pepperoni and bacon and if i'm feeling spicy i put some chicken on it so it, we're just we're just pepperoni and cheese tonight pepperoni and bacon Ooh. and cheese you're a goddamn genius uh i like that bacon i like that combination great, charlie uh charlie asks matt what are you uh what are you drinking this evening I'm glad you asked, Charlie. Um, so the first one we have is the Intergalactic Warrior. 
um, from Toppling Goliath out in Iowa. Very tasty IPA. I'm uh, right now. I'm taking in a bit of the Broken Skull IPA. What? <laughs> Which uh, apparently you can now find in uh, in select places in the state of Pennsylvania. What? Uh, Mark uh, Mark Yeaton, former beer tosser to Stone Cold Steve Austin and WWF Timekeeper, uh, found it in a uh, store up near Harrisburg or north of Harrisburg. Um, and I, I know a local store near me is working on getting it. So, uh, it's getting much closer to the home front, Matt, just a, just a heads up there. I know you're, you're a fan, uh, of those as well. Um, oh, Charlie is drinking the Lancaster Brewing Company strawberry wheat. Sounds pretty tasty. A little refreshing summertime beverage. Tastes like, uh, it tastes like tricks cereal, which I will never complain about. Oh, got a nice little. Nice little flavoring to I'll it. Say, I'll say, I don't think I've ever had that, but now I might need to try that. Yes, Tim. So now we're talking about beer. Did you guys see the offering that Natty Light has brought into the world? Uh, wait, which one's that? So Natty Light has gotten into the seltzer game. Oh. They have a flavor called the Catalina Lime Mixer. Very nice. I got that. I got uh-huh. that. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, may have to check that out because I, I do get into the uh, the Celts game a little bit. I mean, I got a, I got a Celts here waiting for me. Um, so uh, so yeah, that's uh, that sounds pretty tasty. Now let's uh, let's jump into. I like I like that you're using a plate, Tim. That's that's what I appreciate. <laughs> what now? What else is being brought into the into the mix here? That's a bottle of I, liquor, isn't it? I was handed a bottle of Screwball. Okay. Uh, yeah. Some peanut butter whiskey. I'm not drinking this. Uh so I got some Milo's. Oh my. I need to be able to transfer my whole pizza to my part pizza and then continuously traverse because it's going to be it's weird putting a whole pizza on your computer desk. People look at you funny. Not m- look at me. Uh clearly I'm not going to judge or look at you funny for either of those things. Um before we get started, I do want to mark on you what was the featured whoopie pie flavor this this week. Ooh. Oh, from uh, Murray and Spies over at Roots Market. Yeah. They still have uh they still have the blueberry whoopie pie, which is my personal favorite. Oh, that sounds good. It's only gonna be in season a few more weeks and then the peach should be coming in as early as next week. So get ready for that. But as long as they have blueberry whoopie pies, they're gonna be my favorites. And I'm sorry if that upsets anyone. No, you're talking dirty. Doesn't upset me at all. Yeah, definitely, n- definitely not getting upset pie. over here. Um, you know, and speaking of pizzas, did you guys see the picture of that uh, pepperoni pizza I had the other day? Oh my God, did I ever, Mark? That looked I amazing. Never saw anything like it? It was insane. The uh, it was from today's pizza in Mount Joy, if you're local. And uh, the nice owners came in and brought us a pizza. It was a pepperoni pizza, and that thing was. Just my speed, my baby. That's just my speed. Yeah, that looked real good. I mean, I know um, in the in the central Pennsylvania um, wrestling world, uh, there there's a rumor that Bartolo's Pizza in Palmyra is the world's best. Um, but I don't know, Mark. That one, that one looked pretty damn good. I will I will say that. It, it was wild. <laughs> it was wild. Had four little tables holding up the uh, the pizza box. 
four little tables. Yeah, ordinarily they put like one little table in the middle. So the yeah, to keep the, the box from crushing on the cheese. This had four little tables placed around the pizza to keep it from the box falling. That down. that's quality right there. That is that is oh, the, that is quality. Very good attention to detail. My God, uh, Zach says he would punch a child for a blueberry whoopie pie, which sounds about oh, right. Man. Sounds about right. <laughs> Do it yeah. anyway. Just, just, punch away. <laughs> just punch a kid. Why not? Hey, how, is your son behaving in turn, Mark? Does he need a bit of punching? <laughs> you know, he could use a bit of punch. I'll tell there you, you go. Send him, <laughs> yeah, send him over. Send him to have him take a whoopee pie, a blueberry whoopee pie over. For, send him, send him to payment. Zach's house. Uh, I can char- try the, uh, the Xbox controller out of his hands. I'll send him over. <laughs> uh, Charlie says uh, that the lovely Mrs. Mrs. Charlie picked him up a Guinness whoopie pie last week that oh, uh sweet spot that sounds pretty good now that's one of those ones that you have to be of age to buy right uh right charlie um now zach also asked have you ever had a deep fried whoopie pie he said it will change your life i never have but uh i have to go change the pants that i may or may not be wearing because that sounds that quarantine life that's uh, that sounds like some really good fair food, a deep fried whoopie pie. But yeah, no kidding. I don't think there's any fairs this year. Uh I don't think that has, has they have they've they've all canceled at this point. I think right. I think Denver Fair is hanging on, but I'm sure they're going to cancel. I think there's the only one locally that hasn't canceled yet. Yeah, it would it would be Denver to be the last one to just hang on to hope. But hey, yeah, I I can't imagine they'll open. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. You know, and and. I think some like some places are going to try to do like some food truck festival thing because you can just go up and order your food and go. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see like fairs with rides and uh, all of the normal fair games and stuff like that. Which uh, is your is your ski ball arm uh, doing all right, Mark? I mean, I know uh, you know you had a delayed start to the Hershey Park year, and I promise, folks, we will talk about wrestling at some point tonight. But yeah, the uh, I still got it. I I rolled a uh, eight out of nine. So almost a perfect score the other day at ski ball. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. I've taken the high score every time I've been up there to play. So I still got it. I was a little worried, but I still got it. What's what's the golden goose of prizes for you this year, Mark? Where are we staying? Well, you know, yeah, I'm glad you asked, Matt. They, uh, Hershey Park, even though they have a brand new case for prizes at the arcade beside the Minetown Vittles, they got a brand new lit up case. They really don't have any new prizes, so I may just have to hold on to my tickets till next year and hope something comes out. But I am keeping an eye on that Apple Watch. They have a nice Apple Ooh, Watch. Ooh, the Apple Watch is a is a solid get if uh, if, if you are so inclined. I've had one since uh, since Christmas time, and it is a, it is definitely a good purchase or you know use of tickets. Last, last off topic thing, but Tim, I'm a big fan of the Good Place Pops. Yes. <laughs> So there's a there's a store in Delaware called Second and Charles. It is like GameStop, but for nerdy stuff. So comic books, books, movies, video games, and Funko Pops. So you can actually like sell back Funko Pops to the store and you can buy Funkos from there. And I went, last time I went, they had the entire series available. And I was like, you know what? Yep. That's happening. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, 
I uh, unfortunately, like when I went to actually purchase the the Fiend Funko Pop, I discovered that they were like no longer available anywhere. So like now I'm gonna have to like start browsing the uh, the dark web of Funko Pop shopping um, to to try and get my hands on a Fiend. But uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I saw I saw there was um, a new line of NHL pops released today that I'm gonna have to hit up some of my friends north of the border because there's a uh, there's a Ovechkin variant that comes with the Stanley Cup, but it's only in Canada. So fuck. <laughs> uh all right, let's I got uh, some Canadian I got some Canadians too if you need help. Nice. Yeah, I might have to hit you up. I got a couple, but uh the more the merrier. Um all right, let's uh final thing, Mark or since we were talking about Hershey Park, Charlie asked, how's the uh, how's the new coaster? Have you ridden the, the new coaster? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, it's a nice addition to the park. It's over in the new part of the park called Chocolate Town, which uh, they expanded the park. It's really nice. They actually moved the carousel over there, too. The 101-year-old carousel is moved. Uh, it's a very smooth ride, and it's a long track. But I, I still think the Sky Rush is a bit better. Ah, Okay. Um, I, I'm sorry if that upsets anyone. That's I okay. really am. The Candemonium's it, it's a very smooth ride and it's fun, but it's uh, it's no sky rush. Yeah, the only thing, you know, like the the obviously, you know, I'm not getting anywhere near an amusement park um at least until the start of 2021, probably well into the calendar year of 2021. Um but uh I, I am not I am not much a fan of the new the look of the new carousel. Like the old like circus tent look was just awesome. Um and now it's just it seems very sterile. Like it's just like the what like a blue like a blue roof on the carousel. Yeah, it, it's just it, boring. It feels boring. Yeah, the uh, the red, white and blue tent uh that's still up and they just have some tables under it now for dining. But it's a little disappointing because I think anybody that went there as a kid, you remember that, yeah. that carousel location and Uncle Milty yeah, statue not, right there. Yeah, Uncle Milty's still there. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's it, it is what it is. Change the the change change of the times uh, is 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 obviously uh, it is what it is. All right, let's jump into it here uh, because we are just a little over twenty four hours away from the voting uh, closing on the uh, on the round. The two sweet sixteen. Um, so Tim, I know that's your uh, that's your baby. So give us uh, give us a bit of uh, of a feel of what exactly is happening in the round of two sweet sixteen. I'm so glad that you asked, and I forgot that you were going to pitch to me. So I was uh, just fitting my face full of face stuff. face deep in pizza. Oh yeah. Um. So. If you go to, I think the, the U is the URL broken. I don't, I don't believe so. Is it, Are we having issues? Yeah, because I I went tiny URL to Sweet Sixteen. That's correct. And uh, it's uh, saying it's unable to redirect to the thing there. Oh no! Oh no! That might be why the voting's busted. Well, yeah, I mean, people were voting because we've uh, noticed. We've noticed that the numbers haven't necessarily been where they should be. Not saying people haven't voted, but yeah, it was it was down a little bit. It was down. So now I gotta find. I gotta get there another way. But 
you still have we may actually extend the voting period out yeah we might have to because it's oh was i put maybe i was putting the was i putting the is it yeah i don't know yeah we're having uh we're having yeah, some... cause it's not it's not three c uh three c t two it was just two sweet 16 i i yeah, i two thought sweet 16 yeah huh okay well for some reason it's not uh let's uh let's give a refresher on where we're at with the with the round and, and maybe we can uh send oh, a new it. yes we will yeah we'll get we'll a new we'll one, get a new we'll link out to everybody yeah but for the two sweet 16 all the number one seeds are still in the tournament which is impressive to say the least. Uh, but to run down from top to bottom, there's only four mat or there's two matchups in each bracket. So we're in the Toronto regional. That of course is home for Metalingus. Metalingus. Exactly. Is taking on DX's theme. Are you ready? And on the other side of that bracket, uh, I believe one of the older themes in the tournament the common man boogie is taking on a instant classic in Judas. Uh, of those four, who do you think is going to be the one, the odd person out? Who's who's for sure getting bounced out of this round? Oh, who's definitely getting bounced? I think that Dusty Rhodes is for sure getting bounced this round. How about you, Matt? Yeah, 100%. Dusty. Mark? Same thing. Dusty's going to be walking down those dusty roads alone. <laughs> he is out. In the Victoria Regional, so of course that is the Stone Cold Steve Austin Regional, we have an Attitude Era Classic as Steve Austin's theme, I Won't Do What You Tell Me, is taking on the game. And on the other side of the bracket, it's a throwback to 2002 Monday Night Raw or 2002 WWE period as Ric Flair's classic theme is taking on no chance in hell. Same question, gentlemen. What theme is the odd man out? Matt, take you. I'll give you this one first. No chance in hell. Ooh. How about you, Mark? Same thing. We're thinking alike. No chance in hell is going. No, I think, I think triple H is out on this one. Unfortunately. I mean the, you know, I, I thought, when it was Austin and the and the Hollywood Rock, I thought for sure Austin was out, but man, that one, that one I think is uh, is destined for for big things. So Triple H, I mean, well, I love I you, Triple H, H, but lose as well. But I think that margin will be narrower than mm, not me. I think I think uh, no chance in hell is going to hang in there tight. Carrying on to the other side of the bracket, we have the Venice Beach california bracket that of course is the hulk hogan led bracket as we have real american taking on batista's i walk alone and on the other side of the bracket we have the ultimate warriors theme taking on the theme of the new 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 world order (laughs) mark what's guaranteed out well i'll tell you what that's a tough one i'm gonna have to I'm going to have to pick the warrior. I think the warrior is going to bounce out. Wow. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a, a crazy prediction here. I think Hogan is out. I think Hogan is out. Something about that Batista theme. Uh, I mean, I know it disappointed a lot of people, 
knocking out the brood. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Hogan is gone this round. What about you, Matt? I'm Mark. You and I same page, man. That Warriors team. And closing out the brackets is the St. Louis Regional with our number four seed, Randy Orton and Voices. Uh, that is taking on the Rising Sun, uh, the Shinsuke Nakamura theme. It is going, uh, that's on one half of the bracket. On the other half of the bracket, we've got Sexy Boy taking on Cult of Personality. Uh, same question, gentlemen. What of the St. Louis Regional is getting bunced out and not going to make the All Elite Eight? I, Nakamura. I think Nakamura is gone. I mean, that's that that's that's a tough that's a tough draw going up against uh Randy Orton's voices even though I will stand by what I said that this is not his strongest theme it's still just still just rough How about uh, Matt? Matt Um I am I I hate to do it but I'm I'm actually shocked that he even made it this far um Shawn Michaels theme is the one that I think is most likely to be going and Mark, I think I'm going to mix it up here and go with the cult of personality, even though I do enjoy that mm. and I enjoy CM Punk. I think I'd like to see Michaels go out of the four, but I think it's going to be cult of personality. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that rounds out the two sweet 16. We have a new URL, so be sure to look in the chat and on social media. It is tinyurl.com 3CT the number two sweet 16 tinyurl.com slash three ct two sweet 16 to get your uh, votes in for the two sweet 16 winners of this will make their way as i kick the bottle of screwball and almost break it all over the entire floor uh, the winners of this will make it to the all elite eight where we will finally crown our winner of each regional getting us just one step closer to finding the greatest, greatest wrestling, wrestling team, team <laughs> ever. Uh, now, Charlie asks, uh, is the uh, is that the classic Austin or the Disturbed? I believe that's more the classic Austin. Yes, so on the poll or on the, um, on the actual ballot that you're voting on, there are links to playlists. Uh, those playlists are your Bible. Uh, the songs that are listed there are what you're actually voting against. So Stone Cold's theme, while while I think that Glass Shadows oh. is the more, uh, the the better theme, uh, it is the classic Stone Cold Steve Austin theme that is representing uh, in the tournament and at the number two seed. Um, and then, uh, and Charlie says Saliva will, uh, will lose to Hulk. And uh, Devin agrees that Nakamura is uh, will will be going home to uh, to Randy Orton. Um, yeah. So again, I, I posted the link in the uh, in the live video uh, chat as well, so you can just go there, click on it, and it will take you to the uh, the updated uh, or or to the uh, to the voting. And I will uh, I will get another post out on social media. Do we are we gonna do we want to extend the voting time till? midnight sunday like saturday night one extended yeah. another day let's give it one more All day right. so you have through friday and through saturday so 
before you go to bed Saturday, we're cutting everything off at midnight Sunday morning. So we have enough time to get our voting done, uh, get our uh, graphics taken care of and the new ballot created to go live Monday night during raw, uh, because that's going to be the most important part of your Monday night, because we damn sure know it ain't raw. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are always more important than anything else. Uh, that is going on. Uh, all right, we did have a, uh, even though he is not here with us, the three count question of the week. We did have a three count question of the week because, of course, we've been doing this tournament. We've been talking about it for a while, and uh, the WWE on Fox account had put out a uh, post on who had the best entrance of all time. So that encompasses music and pyro and video and lights and uh, all of that stuff. It, it, it the, the, the full... The full 22 minutes, if you will. The full entrance um, from uh, from crust to tip. And, um, you know, so I, th- I, thought I, would, uh, I thought I would throw it out there. Um, and, uh, and I accidentally closed my window, so I'm probably not going to dig it back up. Um, Charlie's mad that Hot Stuff or Midnight Express did not not even make the tournament. Well, I guess not enough people nominated them, Charlie. Uh, we, you know, we, uh, we put it out there and then... We uh we we only dictated as our audience dictated, um so so that's uh that's how the table was set, um so you know and when when I think when I think about great entrances, um you know overall I, like I I always think of the Undertaker just whether it's you know re- just a regular TV pay per view WrestleMania whatever. But then it's like you can't really pinpoint just one to me with The Undertaker because it's like all of them, all of the above for him. So for me, like when, when I think back and and even though um, obviously more of a Brett guy growing up, um, wasn't wasn't a huge Shawn Michaels guy. But I think um, back to WrestleMania 12, 100 feet in the air, Vince McMahon uh, would say. Uh, Shawn Michaels at the top of the Arrowhead Pond, just rappelling down. Um, you know, it was the first time that that we saw something quite like that. I mean, I know he swung off of the In Your House like the month before, um, but you know, so that that was kind of the first one. And then over the years, people have taken entrances, but to, to me, I, I think back to that one, and uh, that one stands out in my mind as as like whether it's the best, my favorite somewhere along those lines um mark we'll go to you next let's see favorite entrance well definitely the undertaker but same as you i can't necessarily pin it down to one particular entrance by the undertaker because they're all so good um i'll tell you what rusev when he came out on that tank for wrestlemania was really good and even john cena when he came out for wrestlemania and all those other cena lookalikes that was pretty cool um, boy, that's a tough one. And I'll tell you what, something simple like Austin, I think it was WrestleMania 13 or 14 when he had the glass that said Austin 316 and it broke and he came out through that. That was really cool. But boy, if I had to pick one, well, aside from The Undertaker, I can't nail down one. I really think the Rusev entrance with the tank was pretty good. That, uh, that one was a solid one. Matt, we'll go to you next. Yeah, I did like the Rusev one. Uh, 
just spoiled by his loss to Big Match John, making the whole entrance all for naught. Um, <laughs> but aside from HBK at 12, um, as a big movie fan, Triple H's Terminator entrance at 31 always stood out to me as just a really well done. Um, and I, I mean, Triple H is, of course, no, not shy to, to have an over the top entrance, but I think that one really took it. And I think he did well with it. It didn't seem like as, like, I don't want to say obnoxious as like the, the, usual like crown ones that he did i think it was just a nice touch to change it up a little bit how about you tim so consistently some of the better theme or the better entrances um i'm surprised no one has said the fiend uh the fiend has one of the best entrances to date as far as presentation music the whole nine um also, Naomi, uh, her entrance with the, the lights and the dancing and just really makes people figure out very quickly who she is. High energy, um, definitely deserving of a lot more. Um, if we're talking about a specific, the- uh, a specific entrance, uh, the one that I look to the most, I believe was WrestleMania 24. And it was John Cena's theme or John Cena's entrance at 24, where he had the marching band play his theme before running out. I, uh, I thought for sure that, uh, that, uh, the, that entrance was the best of all time. I I will go back and watch that, uh, a a thousand times over just because to me, any time, there is a marching band version of a song. It's 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 just it's off the hook. So, I uh, does anybody have the uh, the chat up for Facebook? Let's see what other people are saying. Um, I can pull it up. I, I do not off the top. Um, but to go in line with that, I mean, I always really enjoyed Balor's entrances as well. Um, yeah, as both the demon and as himself. I mean, that's uh, that's always very good. I'm scrolling through to the question of the week, see what we had, what answers we had there. You know, even uh, the boogeyman had really good entrance too with the worms and coming out with that clock and oh yeah, just being eerie. That was pretty good. Yeah. So on uh, Devin had Taker at WrestleMania 29. Um. Nikki always said Ultimate Warrior be one of the best. Um, Charlie Gritty Front from the Roof of the Link. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Sandman ECW One Night Stand uh, also from Charlie. Um, yeah, Sandman in general always had oh. a great theme, just or a great entrance. Uh, being all together, like in the ECW arena during the time inner sandman is playing and every all of the uh as a friend of mine likes to call them attention deficit fans um at, at inside the uh the building on the corner of swanson and rittner uh going ballistic um but on our uh, on our post uh we've got chris jericho being mentioned of course the undertaker uh the hot rod 
uh macho king from i think that's wrestlemania six um with uh him and or him and sensational sherry actually that might be seven yeah i um, think against the warrior was seven yeah with uh but they're both on the throne being carried to the ring um did anybody say men on a mission nah i'm looking uh we've got uh john cena's return at wrestle at royal rumble um in madison square garden where he was the surprise uh entrant um an honorable mention to the bushwhackers i'm not sure if that is uh quite the right answer there raymond um, How about uh, the brood the brood had a great the brood did, does have a, a sick entrance uh same thing with ultimate warrior um the visual of the of the music plus just this gigantic man being shot out of a cannon going 360 miles an hour in, in a, in a straight direction and then getting into the ring, shaking the ropes and everything uh, that Charlotte always got people. The, uh, like. Charlotte coming out of the helicopter too uh, stood out as just like, not like a great entrance, but just an all around badass entrance. I thought. Yeah. Was, well, that's, that's a, and it, it's even, it's, it's great even for the wrestling fan too, because that's an homage to Rick. Um, Rick did the same entrance. Um, if you remember him landing in the baseball arena or the baseball stadium and walking out, uh, I think it was in Shea Stadium. Um, so all in all, tons and tons of uh, of great entrances. Thank you so much for those who answered uh, on Facebook. Be sure we always put a question of the week up. Be sure to interact, share, like those posts, and uh. Keep them coming. Welcome back, Jim. Oh, thank you. Uh, you bring the dog into the studio, and he has to christen the studio. So, uh-huh. you know, he had to oh, he had boy. to mark the man had to mark his territory. Can't blame him. You know, I every time I'm in a new place, I tend to do the same thing. So I couldn't even get mad at him. The skipper looking at you like <laughs> you the big dog. I'm yeah, I know. Uh, he's he's the boss. He's the boss. Always has been. Always will be. Um, couple of the uh, I don't know if you if you caught up on some of the comments. Um, in the live video, I know Nikki had said that the ultimate warrior will always be the, the best entrance to her. I mean, that's just, that's just pure adrenaline right there, uh, with the warrior. Devin had the, uh, the undertaker's entrance at WrestleMania 29. Um, Charlie had undertaker at WrestleMania 20. I mean like this topic in itself, cause I know like Matt, you brought up like triple H at WrestleMania, uh, 31 with the Terminator. Um, I know one of his favorite entrances to me was the, the previous year um just to kick off wrestlemania 30 with um was it charlotte sasha and alexa bliss um you know and the and the 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 skull and all that um like i feel like you could do this topic just for the undertaker you could probably do this topic just for triple h and i mean yeah i mean tim i mean the fiend i mean i i absolutely um love the fiends I i love bray wyatt's entrance um you know, it's just, he he has always been that that theatrical, um, and and so many details that go into uh, what what Bray Wyatt does uh, from from an entrance standpoint is just is just uh, spectacular. So yeah, again, I appreciate everybody um, who uh, gave their answers on the the three count question of the week. Um, and uh, I I try to do one, especially like right now, because again, we know that. <laughs> that that 
not everybody's watching the weekly product. Not everybody's watching the whole weekly product. And you may be experiencing it at different times and, and whatnot. Um, I know a friend of the show, Ernest Christian, pointed this out on, on his show, on his podcast, um, that like NXT, as well as Raw and SmackDown, have uh, like condensed versions on Hulu. Uh, which was a real big bonus because for me, like I didn't, I watched uh, AEW last night, and then this morning I was able to catch NXT, and it was like an, it was only like an hour, a little over an hour long, uh, no commercials, anything like that. So it was it was a uh, quick and easy view. So I may start digging into that for my for my SmackDown uh, as well if I if I miss it on a Friday. So. Um, but we are we will continue to try and get questions of the week uh, each and every week. Um, now this is a topic that I have had on the agenda for like two or three weeks in a row, and we've just kind of we've had so many different things. We've had pay per views and pay per view reviews and things like that to talk about. So I've 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 missed it. We've just just haven't been able to fit it in. Um, and I th- and and I can't remember. This may have even been a, another topic that was from the uh, the WWE on Fox. Whoever runs their social media does not get paid enough. I'll say that right now. Um, but it was our your favorite match. What if they make $3 million a year? Uh, I still don't think it's enough. <laughs> I, I highly doubt that they are making that much. Um, but, uh, I, 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 I'll still, I'll hold on to it. I'll hold on to that, that they're still, uh, that they're still not making enough. Um, but it was uh, your favorite match from each of the big four pay-per-views, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and of course, uh, Survivor Series. So I, I do have, I do, I did get Ryan's as well. So we won't, we won't be without, uh, Smokey's answer, uh, on, uh, on this topic. Um, so let's start at Royal Rumble. We'll, we'll start just as the calendar starts and we'll work our way Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, uh, and Survivor Series. So I'll, I'll start with you, Matt. I'll start with you first. What is your favorite match from a Royal Rumble? Um, I mean, it has to be a Royal Rumble. Um, if, if it's going to be a match from there, um, does it? And- well, for me, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, which rumble I like the best. Um, and, and I know Ryan's answer and uh, that would have been mine. So I'm not going to steal his. Um, so, I mean, I could let you steal it and claim that he copied from you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair, too. Um, even though I didn't really like the winner at the time, I really enjoyed the first 40 man Royal rumble. Um, just because it was just a little bit of a, a difference. Um, and, you know, since I, I didn't like the win at the time of Del Rio and, and since worse, he's just proven himself to be a terrible human being in general. So yeah. um, that, that just kind of takes some of the shine away from it. But the first 40 man still, I thought was a lot of fun. Um, so that, that's going to be mine. All right. Um, we'll go to Ryan since we were alluding to it. And that was the first women's Royal rumble was, uh, was his number one. And that was, that was the one in Philly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I thought that was in Philly. Uh, Tim, let's go to you next. I am very surprised that no one has taken 
1992 Royal Rumble. Uh, the first Royal Rumble for uh, a championship uh, with a tear in my eye. Uh, Ric Flair from number three. No one in the history of the Royal Rumble has come in from the numbers one through five <laughs> and been there in the end. Shut up. <laughs> like Bobby Heenan. That match is my favorite for Bobby Heenan alone. Just hearing Bobby Heenan. It was so good. I swear every t- like it was so great. I just I, I Rick Rick Flair's entrance at three or at three during that rumble. Um million dollar man had just been eliminated. So of course Bulldogs in the ring. Million dollar man walks past Rick Flair and Rick Fla- so Rick Flair just gets past the curtain and Bobby Heenan's like, no <laughs> damn it. <laughs> just screams at the top of his lungs he's like this is a death sentence (laughs) um and of course that led to some shenanigans for the the wrestlemania that year as well um but i will go the 92 rumble if you have to pick if if we were picking matches that weren't royal rumble just hold on because matt i want you to if you can think of one a match at a royal rumble that's not a royal rumble match and I'll come back to you, Matt. I'll come back to you, Tim, because mm-hmm. my match is not a Royal Rumble match. But I will also, I'll pick when I, I'll, I'll, I'll loop around. I'll pick a favorite Royal Rumble match. It shouldn't be that hard to figure out um, for me. But uh, we'll Zach go. Zack Ryder hasn't won a Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go to, we'll go to Mark next, and then we'll get to mine. Um, and, and then, and then we'll come back to you guys, uh, on that as well. All right. Favorite Royal Rumble match. I was thinking like Tim, I picked uh, Royal Rumble 1992, the actual rumble, the, uh, I don't, well, maybe coming up here, you'll, you'll have, uh, beat it with as many superstars and legends that are in, in the ring at one time. But at that time to have Hulk Hogan, you had, uh, like a Sid justice at the time, Ric Flair. Sergeant Slaughter, Roddy Piper, the Texas Tornado, uh, Kerry Von Erich, all those guys in the ring for that match was incredible. Absolute favorite. Uh, now, if I had to pick one that was not the actual Rumble match, I would probably go. I'm pretty sure this was Royal Rumble was Cactus Jack against Triple H. Son of a bitch. Think- <laughs> uh, Got him. <laughs> it was that a cage match or hell in a cell or it was uh you disrespectful stupid idiot fight <laughs> but yeah that that was crazy that yeah was that's so good. that was uh that was charlie's in the comment as well that's a that's a pretty popular one um sorry matt <laughs> my my match because i was like i was trying to think about like great matches that i that i remembered from uh royal royal rumbles that weren't rumbles um and um that one actually slipped my mind which uh which you know if if I really would have thought hard but uh I go back to just 2015 Lesnar Rollins and Cena um like I remember when that match was made a lot of people were like oh my god why is this match made it's not gonna be any good and uh like that was one of my favorite matches that year uh it was just it was really really good like that's a match that I can go back and watch um uh, from time to time and obviously uh you know 
it should come as no surprise me a, a Bret Hart mark that uh, the 94 Rumble uh, was my favorite. Um, so the, you know, you had the, 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 the confusing finish with Brett and Lex, uh, who, you know, who was the, who was the winner? They were both winners. What the hell does that mean? Uh, but it obviously led to Bret Hart, uh, winning the championship at WrestleMania 10. So it was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, so Matt, we'll go to you. Uh, if you want to come up with a different match, or are you just going to go with what Mark stole right out from under you? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, so if if not that one, it would it would be HBK Triple H at Royal Rumble 2004, just because it's two of my favorites. Um, that a fantastic rivalry, uh, a fantastic match. And uh, Tim, how about you? So I'm trying to pick out the exact year. I believe it was Royal Rumble 2007. I'm just making sure. Yes. Uh, Royal Rumble 2007, last man standing, John Cena and Umaga. Okay. Uh, if you have not seen that match, do it. It is, it is so good. It's it's just the perfect amount of violence in the WWE. Okay. Uh, a creative finish using the ring ropes, and that's all I'll say. If you haven't seen it. Um, and Jim, have you seen it? Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. Do yourself a favor and just, I just wrote it down because like whenever I'm, whenever I'm editing down the, the audio for the, uh, the hot tag and stuff like that, I always like to have, um, I usually have some sort of wrestling on my TV. So, uh, I'll throw that on. I'll throw that on tomorrow. Actually, there's not much that's, there's not much going on in the 2007 Royal Rumble. (laughs) Um, I mean, you've got the Hardys versus Eminem, and that's the that's Eminem uh, after Joey Mercury got his face exploded oh. at Ooh. Armageddon Oof. from the seesaw ladder. Uh, Bobby Lashley took on uh, Zack Ryder for the ECW Championship. Uh, oh, sorry, that's Test. Um, <laughs> Batista took on Mr. Kennedy for the world heavyweight championship. And then uh, the 30, the Royal rumble was the awesome finish of uh, taker and Sean. Oh, okay. End of that rumble. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. So. Um, yeah. Like I said, Charlie had Hunter and cactus Jack street fight at MSG. Um, Devin has the, uh, the men's Royal rumble in 2018 um, for his, uh, for his Royal rumble match. Uh, Charlie says he liked the rumble. He doesn't remember the year, but it was when Maven eliminated Taker. Austin ruled the ring, and uh, Hunter had returned uh, after the quad injury, which that would have been right before WrestleMania 17. So that would be 19, uh, 19, or no, 2001. What What was that? The, the Maven eliminated Taker, Austin ruling the ring, and Triple H mm-hmm. returning from the quad injury. So that would have been 01. And Triple H returned in 02. 02? Okay. Because he won he won the one that he had his quad. Oh, you're right. You're right. Austin you're... Austin won 01. Um so yeah. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, because it was going into WrestleMania 18. So yeah, yeah that would have been 02. Thank you. Um all right, let's go to WrestleMania. Uh WrestleMania matches. Um 
We'll go. We'll work in reverse. Mark, we'll start with you this time. Uh, your favorite uh, WrestleMania match? Well, it wasn't the greatest match, but I think it had one of the best builds for the time because uh, it was pre-internet and really all you had was the weekly wrestling shows and then magazines. Uh, WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Um, I think that'll probably always be my favorite WrestleMania match. That's really what got me hooked on uh, on wrestling. All right, that's a solid one. Obviously, a historic match. Uh, Tim, we'll go to you next. Um, I know that if anybody picks Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt from WrestleMania, <laughs> I'm quitting the podcast on site. Um, but if I have to go with one from recent, because uh, there's a lot of reasons he bias for me. Um, sure. In in regards to these kinds of matches, um. So I'm actually going to pick uh, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Huh. From WrestleMania, I believe that was 33. 34. Are you sure about that? Um, There was a lot of questions going into that match as to how well Ronda Rousey would oh yeah because that was her first in-ring action ever yeah um and i'm not saying this is the best and i'm and it's my favorite for right now but then like i'm gonna think like oh <laughs> right of course of course the undertaker had like four classics in a row in the in in like the middle of the the 2010s um but um yeah for that match for for what it was the bar was extremely low and it over delivered. Yeah, yeah, no, that was uh that one was one that I was pleasantly uh surprised with, I remember. Uh Matt, we'll go to you next. Um, so for this one it, it's Guerrero versus Angle at twenty. Um just that that whole moment too, uh, you know, with him and Benoit at the end. Um is you know, despite everything that went on with Benoit. That's still like one of my favorite moments in wrestling. It's just those two guys. Um, just cause you can see like the importance of, of those titles to those two guys. But I mean, angle is one of the best in the ring, in my opinion. And Guerrero, um, is one of my favorites. So that one always just stands out to me. It's just like such a fun match to watch over and over again. And to think that they did that finish at WrestleMania, with yeah. the boot, yeah, ah, uh, like that's so. It's such an Eddie, like an Eddie thing yeah. to do. It, it was perfect. Yeah, it, it was, was perfect. Like you know, there's very few matches where you can be like this. This finish, this moment was booked like perfectly, but that that was. I mean, it just it absolutely was. There was a there was an old SummerSlam I was watching recently. I maybe even from that that the right after that WrestleMania. Um, but uh, it was it was Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle, and just spectacular. The, like those guys were just so good at at, at what they did. Um, we'll go to Ryan's. Ryan's Angle's, Angle's the perfect foe for Guerrero oh, too. With that, yeah. just like to sell everything that Eddie is about in the ring. Um, just not even just moves, but just his facial reactions. It's just. It's a masterpiece. I mean, 
it, some of these are matches that we have to do watch along with right point yeah i've actually started like a like a a, a notes in my uh in my phone of of matches that uh, we want to do watch-alongs uh, with, and, 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 and you know, I definitely want to want to hit a couple of them uh, in the month of August. Um, you know, it's it's, it's going to be hot out. It's going to be shitty out. COVID still, COVID mania is still running wild. So uh, let's stay safe and do some watch-alongs, Tim. Isn't it crazy to think that Kurt Angle's prime in WWE was only like six years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he has so many great matches between 2000 and when he leaves in 2006 2007 and then of course we get perk angle in tna but sure yeah like like that's that that's the crazy part about it is 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 you know is is angle wasn't long for the wwe world um but man he but he just had he had great matches with almost everybody i mean like and I mean, for Shane McMahon, uh, the best in the world, and and you know to to bring along a kid like Kurt Angle and that that classic, a King of the Ring, that one year was really just really oh my gosh. Him. I mean that I mean that made Kurt's <laughs> career really. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan had the uh, sorry I love you, uh, Shawn Michaels uh, and Ric Flair. Um, just I mean that that moment. I mean. The match itself uh, was was good, but I mean that that moment in and of itself, like, just will absolutely got you. Obviously, for me, it should be no surprise. It's it's my, it, like it's my number one match of all time. So how could it not be uh, my number one WrestleMania match? It's the Iron Man match at at WrestleMania twelve. I I I love that match. Don't give me that face, Tim. Oh my God, are you serious? Don't, bro? don't you, don't you dare! Shut your ass! Don't you dare look at me like that. I God. love that match. Um, I bet. What other favorite activities do you have besides watering the grass and watching the paint dry in your basement? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sixty minutes of fucking what? Of that, greatness. That match is soundboard. That because match so is boring. <laughs> it's that match is three minutes and twenty three seconds, and that's after they go an hour, and your dude <laughs> lost. Hey, I I I love it. I, I've I've watched that match numerous times, more than I could count. Um, catch Best sleep you ever had. <laughs> uh, we're not, we're talking WWE, not WCW. Um, hey hey hey! Now, uh, looking back. Um, Devin says Kofi and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35 is his, uh, WrestleMania match. Uh, Charlie threw a couple in there. I think, uh, the TLC, TLC number two, um, uh, is tied with edge and Foley, the street fight where the, uh, was that the, 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 the table was on fire, I believe. Yeah. That was at WrestleMania 22, 22. Um, and he also points out that the um, Kofi and Daniel Bryan tears of joy. I think we were all tears of joy uh, in that moment. That was uh, that was one of the best WrestleMania moments of all time, without without question. Um, all right, let's go to uh, SummerSlam. I uh, I'm going to go with another one where my guy lost, and that is uh, SummerSlam '92 from Wembley. Uh, the British Bulldog and and Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Title. I mean, 
at that time for the Intercontinental title to main event a pay-per-view was huge. Um, the match was uh, spectacular. Uh, I, I still I still argue to this day that that wasn't the best match that those two guys had against each other. Um, I put December 95 in your house up against that match. Uh, but uh, it was it was an all-time classic. Absolutely. So that's my uh, that's my summer slam. Uh, Tim, we'll go to you. Um, well, this is a perfect segue for uh, my cheap plug. We're doing uh, for final wrestling place this season. We're doing uh, the boys and girls of summer. And we actually just covered Bret Hart. You sure did. 92 is not even his best match at SummerSlam. No. Uh, Mr. Perfect at 91. You're right, right. For me, that's uh, that's the bar. But um, the best match, uh, or at least my favorite match at SummerSlam is SummerSlam 2016. Uh, a young upstart by the name of AJ Styles <laughs> uh, survived uh the super death kill uh super aa off the second yes. from john cena and one uh that match is Hello. so dang john good cena. yeah john cena aj styles from 16 is probably my favorite SummerSlam match. Yeah, honorable mention for. Well, I won't. I won't give it in case somebody else has it, but I doubt they will. But uh, we'll go to Mark next. All right, glad nobody took mine yet. Uh, mine is, I think it's 1997, Undertaker against Bret Hart with Shawn Michaels as the referee. Yeah. Yep. 97. That was, uh, and Michaels swung the chair and hit to the Undertaker. Uh, that was great. And if I, I think Michael's, there was some kind of stipulation where he had a call right down the middle or he was fired or something was going on, yeah. but or he lost his smile again or something. He, yeah. If Brett, if Brett lost, if Brett lost, he could never wrestle in Canada again. And if, uh, Sean didn't call it down the middle, he could only wrestle in Canada. He had to sleep with Sonny again. <laughs> oh, darn. oh man. Nowadays that would have been awful. Kind of difficult too. Yeah. <laughs> but, Oof. Not good. Uh, Not good. Time to go visit, Smart. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Poor Sonny. Way out of line. Way out of line. Is Sean going to slip a file in his lazy eye <laughs> so she can bust oh. out? <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. Uh, okay. A shame. But no, that uh, that was a good one. That was a great match, uh, Mark. Uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, SummerSlam 95, Michaels versus Razor Ramon, the uh, the rematch for, that everyone was waiting for from WrestleMania. Um, I think the better of the matches, um, not just because Sean wins this time, but just <laughs> I think overall, um, it's just the wrestling in that was a lot better. And I think it, it memory serves as a pretty underwhelming card to begin with on that summer slam so it's, it's 95 it's so, yep <laughs> yeah so uh i mean they they had the opportunity to steal the show anyway and i think they they did um and you know as not a huge fan of razor ramon i think that this was like his best work was within that wheelhouse of those couple years um and and i think this is his probably his best even though he comes up a little short um 
Ryan has the Dudleys, Hardys, and Edge and Christian from 2000. That's the first TLC. That was the first TLC. Um, Charlie says, Mark, for your information, they're covering that um, that pay-per-view. I think he's obviously referring to SummerSlam 97 on what happened when, when? Uh, this week. So you might want to... Nice. Uh, might want to check that out. Uh, let's see. Devin has Styles versus Cena at, at 2016 uh, as his SummerSlam match. Um, Charlie has Brock and Rock, the crowning of Brock, uh, as his. My uh, my honorable mention, because it's one of like my most fun SummerSlam matches, was the one where uh, Brock Lesnar just ragdolled John Cena for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, John, you know, Big Match John, you know, uh, Fruity Pebbles John, we can all have our fun with it, but like, that guy went out and just got yucked around a, a 20 by 20 uh, for the better part of like 15 minutes, and it was uh, it was fantastic. I, I mean, I, if you're talking importance of matches to the SummerSlam where it was Brian versus Cena with Triple H as the guest referee which, I think that was 2014 yeah yeah which led to the yes movement thing and and hijacking raw um you know that that was a starting was off 2013 like that that was like eight months was just a great time to be a wrestling fan oh my gosh absolutely i mean yeah what we wouldn't give for one of those yes crowds right now, right? I mean, I remember watching that and being like, why is Triple H still in the ring? Don't do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted right. this for so long, please. And then it, it just it led to just so many great moments after that. I mean, the the reaction from from that from that moment like was just it was like nuclear. I mean, it was like it truly like the bomb went off. Like people were just so pissed. It was like we we put in our time, damn it. Like we had all of this build up. We it, we waited. We and we, this was our moment as fans. Like Daniel Bryan was going to win, and look what look what you did, Hunter. You screwed us again. You and you know obviously it led to uh, you know a great run. Um, you know a classic run. Uh, our. RSGP asks, Chronic never had a SummerSlam match? Yeah, uh, they did. <laughs> I think they wrestled at uh, SummerSlam. Oh, oh my God. It was, it was awful. They had a, it was a cage oh match, right? Was, sure. Sure. I Not many was... Chronic matches stick up in my brain out of all the things in, in wrestling that, yeah. that are up there bouncing around. Well, I'm, I'm mad at Matt because he put the bug in my ear to look at SummerSlam 95. How bad? How bad? Uh, so there's a couple of good ones here. So there's Hakushi versus the one, two, three kid. Uh, Spark plug. Holly took on Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, the, the, the smoking guns <laughs> took on bad place. Hall of Famers. The blue brothers. Um, Barry Horwitz took on skip and one. Bertha Faye beat Alundra Blaze for the women's championship. Uh, Undertaker took on Kama in a 16-minute casket match. Uh, followed up by Bret Hart and Isaac Yankum DDS for another 16 minutes. 
And then we get the ladder match uh, that that Matt talked about, and the main event of SummerSlam 1995, the 1995 King of the Ring, Mabel, Houston, challenged we have a problem. WWF Champion Big Daddy Cool Diesel in the main event, and it was nine whole minutes. It sticks. It sticks. It sticks. So brutal. I mean, I, I didn't even go back and look, but I, I just remember. And it that's a Summer be- Slam. That was in Pittsburgh. That's a Summer Slam. I said it, it was underwhelming, but wow! Like, I mean, that's- like that's that's not even like in your house worthy. That and that happened at a Summer Slam. Like, are you like are you kidding me? Like, how did how did that? Like, how does that happen? Like, who, you know, you know the WWE, right, wrong, or indifferent, gets a lot of shit, like, in in the in the Twitter era. But holy hell, they could be doing a lot worse. Like, let's be honest. They could be doing a whole hell of a lot worse. They've done a whole hell of a lot worse. Um, my God, what a... I wonder how they got through 95, I'll tell you Oh, what. my God, what a... Bad. A lot what of a, man tars. Oh, <laughs> look, what a bad SummerSlam. The whole gauntlet of like the disappointing soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> that, that card. I'm like, man, I don't know if I have enough sounds for this. Yeah. <laughs> thing sucks. It did suck. The whole thing sucked. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I'm like, I'm running down all of the, like, all of the. I'm like, okay, I can hit this one. I can hit this one. Oh my god, there's still more matches. This isn't good. <laughs> um, Charlie, uh, yes, Hulk and Earthquake was at SummerSlam '90 uh, in the Spectrum. That was part of the uh, double main event. Um, one like in my one of my favorite things <laughs> to do because because uh, I had that on VHS. Obviously, I have DVD DVD now. Is um. Because after the match, after Boss Man had uh, hit Earthquake in the back like 40 times with a step stool and like just these welts and cuts on Earthquake, Earthquake's back, there's a really long promo with Jimmy Hart, Dino Bravo, and Earthquake because uh, they were setting up the, uh, the, sa- the salad steel cage. Um, so they had to do a shitload of, of, of interviews and stuff backstage. And Earthquake would, would bounce back and forth like he you know he wouldn't stand still what go back and watch that promo on fast forward he's like like the guy's just going back and forth at about a thousand miles a minute um which is uh which is pretty classic all right let's let's move ahead to survivor series um now I'll, i'll tell you this i did not pick a survivor series match i have one of each um I couldn't even I if off the top of my head if I had to pick a survivor series match I would I would probably go with the um the Hart family versus the King's Court just cuz it led to the uh to the Owen Hart heel turn and and all of that um and then the, the match at WrestleMania 10 cuz Owen was the only one uh only one of the brothers that got eliminated um but uh, you, you know, I, that makes me really glad that I picked the match that I picked. Um, so I think that's actually it's um, it's that was uh, the Hart Foundation versus Shawn Michaels and his Knights. 
Right, because it's supposed to be Lawler, but he yeah. may or may not have done inappropriate things, I think. Maybe. So he, like, wasn't yeah. allowed to be on TV at that point. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, they, they were just like, Jerry, um, you know, let's let's not have you. And, like, Jerry's over there like, oh, don't make me beg now. Um, <laughs> so that's why it was... It was uh, Michaels and the Knights. Uh, but we'll start, Matt. We'll start with you. You can give your two matches. So, obviously, the, my non-Survivor Series match is going to be from uh, 97. Um, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, a.k.a. the Montreal Screwjob. Um, just because it, it finally got rid of some of the garbage that was in WWF for so long. <laughs> and, and paved the way. Don't you dare a, take that tone with me. Such a good time. But no, just, just <laughs> the actual like significance of that match um, is the reason why. Not just because Sean beat Brett again. Um, and then <laughs> going actual Survivor Series from 2009, Team Kofi Kingston versus Team Randy Orton was a ton of fun if you go back and watch that. Um, that was like back before like Kofi had the rocket up his ass that he did recently, um, and people didn't know, like, would Kofi ever get past the mid-card? And this was kind of a hint of, like, what we could see in Kofi, and then they just did nothing with it for another six years, and then finally we're like, oh, hey, this guy is actually pretty good. This guy's really freaking good. Let's... <laughs> yeah, so um, before Kofi was just a novelty act at the Royal Rumble, um, this this was a very fun Survivor Series match. And I almost picked the one where Dolph Ziggler carried Cena's team just because, you know, again, the last time we've seen Dolph Ziggler be relevant in quite some time. But I, I really enjoyed the, the <laughs> Kingston versus Orton Survivor Series teams a little bit more. Ryan, that actually, uh... that was the debut of Sting. The oh, Dolph right, Ziggler match, right. the Dolph Ziggler carry job. Ryan had the uh, had the screw job as well. Um, I did not pick that one because I figured that was going to be a a popular one. So I I, I went off the. Uh, I didn't want to you know I didn't want to have too many Bret Hart matches in my t- in my uh, in my four. Uh, Mark, how about you? Survivor Series. Well, let's see the actual Survivor Series match. I'm going to go with the uh, the first Survivor Series in '87. And it was Hogan's team against Andre the Giant. And Andre had was Rick Rude, One Man Gang, Butch Reed. Oh, boy, I can't remember who else. And then Hogan had, uh, I think, Paul Orndorff. He was supposed to have superstar Billy Graham, but he was injured. So Don Morocco took his place. Hogan had Ken Patera and I think Bam Bam Bigelow. And Andre won that and he just beat the crap out of Bam Bam at the end <laughs> so that was pretty good and for singles match I'm going to go with I think it was 96 it was I believe the first time Bret Hart faced Steve Austin okay yep yeah 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 it was um it was that was Bret's return match right from yep uh from the the I think he had a, like a knee surgery or something then he was taking time off um, yeah, that's a classic. That is an absolute classic. And that, of course, led to the uh, match at WrestleMania 13. With uh, that, heel te- that heel team you were talking about 
uh, mark. That was Andre, One Man Gang, King Kong Bundy, Butch Reed, and Rick Rude. There's some names Crazy. there. Uh, all right, Tim, how about you? Survivor Series. Uh, Survivor Series match, Team WWF versus Team Alliance from 2001. Uh, the culmination of the horribly mismanaged, underdone uh, invasion angle. Um, but uh, as far as my one-on-one match, I feel like there's a bunch of recency bias on my um, on my uh, cards. No judgment um, here. Yeah, my favorite is uh, um, from Survivor Series 2018. Uh, Rawls Universal Champion Brock Lesnar uh, taking on the WWE Champion Daniel Bryan nice that match was Uh, so good yeah it was at that time where uh there was a there was a string of opponents for brock um finn balor um aj styles daniel bryan where it's like ah it's the little guys that are going to be able to crack the paint and get in on the beast sure um eventually seth rollins does it at wrestlemania and then does again later, I think, at one of the Super Saiyan shows, I think. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Well, they all blend um, together, really. Yeah, they all kind of do. <laughs> like, stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I had, uh, and it was a kind of recency bias thing, I had the uh, Brock versus AJ Styles, champ versus champ, at uh, Survivor Series in 2017. Um, and I think that may have kind of kicked off that that string of, hey, let's put Brock in with these little guys, uh, and it could be a lot of fun uh, sort of a thing. So um, that one was really good. I was kind of debating between that one and um, The Undertaker beating Hogan at, at 91 for the title. Um, not necessarily because it was that good of a match, but like the moment of, you know, this – guy who's only been there for a year um you know bit you know putting in seemingly almost putting an end it felt like to uh to hawkamania and, and taking the title and um you know but but that that brock um styles match was just was just really good so it's definitely one that uh, you should go and check out if uh if you're looking for wrestling to watch um Devin had the men's Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series match in 2016. Uh, Charlie's was this past or last year's NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown, um, and then he had as a as a regular match Mankind and the the Rock from '98, uh, which I think was Deadly Games um, was his uh, was his singles match. So yeah, it was a uh, it was definitely a uh, a fun topic um to to kind of look at and to go back and think about some old matches um so let's uh let's keep pumping along um we're obviously we're like three weeks away from SummerSlam, and there's a lot of discussion about where SummerSlam is going to be held uh earlier this week uh pw insiders mike johnson reported that wwe was considering um holding the event at an outdoor setting like a beach 
uh, or potentially holding the event on a boat. Uh, WrestlingNews.co was reporting that Vince McMahon has gotten tired of all the shows being at the Performance Center. Um, The idea of running the show on the top of WWE headquarters has been tossed around. Uh, WrestleVotes reported yesterday WWE has been looking into hosting SummerSlam somewhere in the Northeast at an outdoor location with a limited amount of fans in attendance. Uh, There has been no interest, reportedly, from any states. Uh, They were also reporting that uh, Vince McMahon has been hoping to welcome fans back to shows by September. Um, It will be tough to get approval from states uh, as well. Um, SummerSlam live from Three Mile Island. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, it's it's not a... They've been working on decommissioning it, so it's not like there's really been anybody uh, out there for a while. Um, and like, here's the thing it's, you know, when WrestleMania got shelved and got put in the performance center, um, the big question was like, well, what's going to happen to SummerSlam? Because I think back at that point, uh, the mayor of Boston was, had, had kind of put out this edict that, um, you know, that there was going to be no events, uh, in, in Boston until, I think the through the end of the year or like through the through at least through like October. So it was like, well, that's going to be kind of hard to do SummerSlam. Um you know, and the WWE just made it official. They said they were still hoping to announce or that a new location would be announced soon. That was the uh that was the news last week. Um so a lot of a lot of people are going well, it's just, it's going to be in the performance center. It's going to be in the performance center just announced it's going to be in the performance center. I'm like, look, they don't want another big four pay-per-view in the performance center. They don't want it. Let's be honest. We don't want it. Um, you know, as as good as I think the in-ring work was for WrestleMania, it's going to forever be the empty building WrestleMania. They don't want a forever empty building SummerSlam. So in terms of holding it on a beach on a boat, on the top of headquarters. I'm, quite frankly, I'm game wherever they can hold this thing that isn't the performance center. I'm, I mean, I'm watching either way, obviously. But to to give SummerSlam the second biggest pay-per-view of the year a different look than the show we've been presented for the last five months with the exception of the Money in the Bank match and the cinematic matches, I'm all for it. Uh, a boat would be fine. A beach would be fine. Just, you know, and, 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 you know, Tim, we'll, we'll go to you first, like your thoughts on this and, and where, like, if they're not going to hold it in the performance center, like where, where do you want to see him have this? Put it on a damn boat. Right? So, Vince McMahon knows somebody with a boat that could hold this thing. You mean to tell me that somebody who owns Carnival Cruise Line isn't just dying to send a carnival cruise boat out into the middle of the ocean off of Florida. Send it into international waters so you can have people. <laughs> just send it. <laughs> you don't even need people. No, like, just just something different. Just fill it. Sauce it. Just fill it with the NXT dudes. Like, because here's give the everybody in WWE a vacation. WrestleMania was supposed to be at Raymond James Stadium. And there's a giant boat at, there was supposed to be a giant boat at WrestleMania. 
And what I wanted <laughs> is I wanted somebody thrown off the boat at WrestleMania. Well, even better, we're getting it at SummerSlam. <laughs> we're sending somebody off the damn boat into a dinghy. Somebody better have their life jackets. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is getting sent into the Gulf of Mexico. Bring back, bring back one of the release talents to throw them off. <laughs> well, Rey Mysterio has been thrown off of a building. Well, He's that, had his eyeball popped out. That's true. Allegedly. Send Ray into the <laughs> Gulf of Mexico. There you go. Put the boat right off the trifecta. Huck him. He'll be fine. Love it. Charlie says, um, do Road Wild. WWE presents SummerSlam Road Wild. Uh, Mark, how about you? Your thoughts on, on, on the SummerSlam situation? Well, I'll tell you what. WCW did a few shows on the beach. And, of course, Road Wild. And I thought it was a terrible venue and because you don't have the crowd noise but i'll tell you what at this point with the unprecedented times that we are in i think that would be an improvement over being in the performance center again so an outdoor venue would be nice even if it's on a beach and there's a limited crowd at this point it's better than what we're getting in the performance center as far as crowd um a, a boat would be a good option too i i think a beach would probably be more logical at this point yeah, just something different. Uh, how about you, Matt? As a big NBA fan, I'm going to urge WWE to follow in the footsteps. Give me SummerSlam at the foot of Cinderella's Palace. Nice. Set up the ring on that Kobe. stage. Give me every single match at Disney World. We can have entrance from different rides. I mean, you could have The Fiend popping up from the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> you can do all sorts of things with that. The cinema, have- the cinema, the uh, the cinema style matches. Oh, just, I and mean. Rick Flair, yeah, Ric Flair near Space of- Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Charlotte and Flair could come out of <gasps> Space Mountain. I mean, she did. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yep, yep. she sure did. Um, Dan McMahon can jump off of Cinderella's castle, through the Miz on a table, on the ground in front, and I will I will concede that he is the best wrestler of all time. <laughs> if you give me that, <laughs> I can't say dope. it's out of the realm of possibility because WCW ran Disney MGM for years. Yeah, you know you could they have ran the small sound stage. But you still. could have uh, Hornswoggle in the It's a Small World ride. <laughs> Way out of line. Way out of line. The opportunities are endless. <laughs> I mean, this. I mean, yeah, you have I really Ray like Mysterio that. coming out of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride with swashbuckling Seth. I mean, we we <laughs> wanted it. We can finally get it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like here's the deal. Again, the 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 performance center thing. It is what it is. Um, the WWE is fortunate to have that home, and I know. Um, like there was there was somebody there was somebody on Twitter that was like. You know, the WWE advertises a, an outdoor SummerSlam, and then, a, you know, obviously it's hurricane season. He's like, you know, if there's a tropical storm and they have to put it inside, then it's all for nothing. I'm like, okay, I don't think it, it's not really all for nothing. Like, you know, you can't control, you know, you can't control the damn weather. So if only WWE had a building that is like a fallback just in case. Um, and also, I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> and like, 
Um, I don't think so, Tim. Like, uh, like, also, if you film ahead of time, because WrestleMania was filmed ahead of time, you can find a window of opportunity to do this when the weather's like it's not like hurricane season it's just a hurricane from july until october like there's points where there's sunshine on a beach so if you're gonna do it on a beach find a week where there's no uh there's no hurricane in heaven down there um no you know so like, i will say i'll say this if they end up putting it on a damn boat you know what's gonna happen right what's that Chris Jericho won't shut up. Well, he doesn't shut up anyway, so right. But he's gonna be like, "We shut already did ass. it twice." Yeah. Well, no. Like immediately when I when I saw this report, I was like, "Well, here comes the AEW did the cruise first. Um, but it's like you know what? Same thing with the wrestlers in the crowd. Is fa- who gives a an shit eye for an eye? Yeah. Like who gives a rat's ass at this point? Like, we've been over this. Everybody is emulating something that somebody else did. There's very few things in wrestling anymore that that people are truly originating on. Now, I mean, poking dude's eyes out on the corner of the steps, I don't ever remember seeing. But uh, besides that, I mean, there's not a whole lot of new stuff. So, like, have it on a boat, have it on a beach. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with holding it somewhere different, um, because just, just give me, give me a different, just give me a different look Hell, Like, I mean, we saw obviously the stadium stampede match, um, was all, all throughout the stadium, but like put it in the middle of a football stadium you know like put it in put it in a base on well, a baseball's back so uh you know you know put it just put it somewhere different i don't care if it's an empty arena i don't care if it just give me give me something different give me you know just give, give me give me something that looks a little bit different than the than the performance center because like it it, it it's you know it, it it sucks it absolutely sucks that that wrestlemania and SummerSlam, and let's be honest at this point, probably Survivor Series um, is going to be is going to be not in front of a crowd. Like it sucks a big four. And and also, I mean, I saw a report today that they're already discussing what's going to happen with the Royal Rumble because that was supposed to be the report was Seattle at Safeco Field. Um, so you're going to do another baseball stadium, which. Again, baseball stadium, Royal Rumbles, forever until the end of time, as long as there's not a goddamn global pandemic. Um, But, like, and I said this, and I truly mean it, like, WrestleMania empty building sucked. SummerSlam's going to suck. Pay-per-views, Rawls, whatever. But there will not, to me, there's not a more disappointing empty arena show than Royal Rumble. Because, like, one of the most fun things about the Royal Rumble is the countdown, the buzzer, who's coming out next, when you get that return, when you get that, you know, guy coming out of retirement, like, whoever it is. Goddamn, like, wear your fucking mask, people, because I want to have a fucking Royal Rumble in a goddamn stadium. And if you prevent us from having them, we'll be pissed off at you until the end of time. 
You have until January, motherfuckers. Get your shit straight. WWE is selling masks. Buy them. Wear them. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody and their freaking mother. Only, I think we might be the only people that aren't selling masks at this point. Everybody's selling masks. Everybody. Your your local produce market's selling masks. Your grocery stores are probably selling them. Every store on Etsy, every store on fucking Amazon, everybody. Everybody has them. Spend $10 instead of getting a fucking Whopper value meal. Get a goddamn mask. Wear it everywhere you go. I'm sick of this Bob, shit. Are they selling masks at Roots? Uh, oh, yeah. Not necessarily Roots brand, but they're selling tons of masks there. And, Roots uh, brand? Mark has masks. Yeah, there's none hey. that actually like say Roots, but there's, uh, you better believe they're selling masks. I got, the, a, uh, I got a T Public store. We're selling masks. See? I told you. Everybody. Get the not, get the, not the Tool Man logo on a mask. Everybody. Everybody has a mask. Um, Charlie says Jim Cornette has masks. So if you want uh, your masks as the side of racism or uh, or yeah. or angry or angry uh angry old wrestling guy, do that. I don't care. I don't care whose mask you buy, just wear the th- wear the fucking thing. Wear it. I really don't care what the message is either. I, I've seen the, the uh sarcastic and snarky masks of like the uh my father didn't fight in the war. So that I would sure. have to wear the- if you're wearing that mask, then I don't really care what the message says. Honestly. Sure. If you want to wear a fucking mega 2020 mask, by all means, do it. I don't care. As long as you're wearing the thing, and for the fuck's sake, put it over your nose. Over your nose, over your ma- mouth, okay? Like, I didn't mean to go down this road, but fuck it, we're here, okay? Nose, mouth, cover them, cover them. If you're wearing the mask here under your chin, doesn't do a goddamn thing. Okay, if you're wearing it over your eyes, doesn't do a fucking thing. Over the nose, if it's under your nose, doesn't do it. Nose and mouth, cover it. Cover it, okay? That's another reason I have a, I have a mustache, okay? I have a mustache. Like, it looks horrible, but nobody's going to see it if I go outside my house because I'm wearing a mask. So it doesn't matter what you look like under there. For a lot of people, it's going to be an improvement. No offense. For me, it's an improvement. I'm, I'm with you. Sorry, wear the fucking thing. Just wear it. Just wear it. I want Royal Rumble with people so, and a countdown. So what you're saying is no masks, right? Son of a bitch. <laughs> you're Vince McMahon. No masks. The key takeaway from this is just masks are bad. Sure. Yes, yes. absolutely. 100%. They're horrible. The sooner you wear it, the sooner you don't wear it. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking everybody does it. We're out of this thing in like, you know, six weeks and we can all go back to just being stupid morons arguing about everything else. So just wear the fucking thing. Instead, we'll just be stupid morons. We're just going to be morons forever until the end of time. Dumbass! Um, You'll still be a moron. You'll just be a moron in a mask. Sure. Yeah, I'm not a smart guy. I'm not smart. <laughs> but sure? I. But it's okay. Are you sure about that? I'm, I'm 100% sure about that. I'm an idiot. But I wear it. I wear the thing. Can you soundboard yourself saying I'm yeah. an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I gotta timestamp it. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's around like the one thirty five mark. Yeah, you'll find it. One thirty five ish. Jim, are you drinking it truly again? Well, I was. I'm drinking Coors Light now. I went I'm I'm slowly <laughs> oh. trickling down the line. So I started with this. 
and then I went to this, which is a which is the pineapple. I the, probably one of my favorite flavors. And now I'm here. Reach out, take it. There you, you go. Give it. me give me some of it. Is that any good? I've heard really good things. Well shit. All right. Hold on. So you so you started with WrestleMania thirty one. And then you went to SummerSlam 95. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a cup. It sticks! <laughs> right out of the bottle. Come on, Tim. Or is that a community bottle? <laughs> it's a community bottle. It's a community bottle. I spilled all my leg. All over the leg. That's all right. And you said it's, that's peanut butter whiskey? Yeah, it tastes like peanut butter. Oh, that, that could be dangerous. It I, is. I might need to invest in that. Like, now, do they make a jelly whiskey? So if I could sit there with peanut butter in one hand, jelly in the other, and I'm just getting shit-faced on my couch, and I'm going, hey, peanut butter and jelly. It's peanut butter and jelly time. So, I mean, Dogfish Head has done, like, the flavored alcohol for a while. Like, they had a, a marshmallow vodka and a peanut butter vodka as well, and you can mix them with, like, stuff that you wouldn't normally mix that with <laughs> i'm glad tim came back doing that i was I, I i had some like leftover booze on the cap so i put the cap back on and then i started putting the cap in my mouth and i didn't want people to look like i was sucking the bottle's dick <laughs> well i mean come on now oh I'm not my that <laughs> not yet you're not drunk that drunk yet God, these dogs are gonna lick my legs and get drunk as fuck <laughs> Hey, come on! You know, let, let the dogs live a little. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see where uh, SummerSlam ends up being. Um, let's uh, let's also talk about because this is this has been something that's been going on for about a week now, and I and I pulled a, a short clip. It's about a minute long of the uh, Adam Cole Pat McAfee uh, saga. So if you if you're unaware, this was on the uh, Pat McAfee show last week. Uh, and then I have a short clip from uh, from when Triple H joined Pat McAfee earlier this week. Oh, hold on! I got to turn the volumes up. Screwed that one up. I'm an idiot. Don't worry. I'll get that. That's that sound will be on the board next week. Uh, the I'm an idiot. Oh, that's right. Me did it all by myself. Now. Don't believe that. We've watched the takeovers, Adam. The Undisputed Era is the main reason why you've succeeded. But by the way, smart. That's good business. Hey, that's business, baby. That's very smart. Well, and especially for you because, you know, you're kind of small. <laughs> We're going to go with the size thing now. Fuck you, Pat. Seriously, I'm sick of your shit. I come the whole way here, take time away from my family to come to do your stupid fucking show. And you're gonna continue to disrespect me. Don't touch me. Whoa! Fuck oh, you, oh. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Get out of here. Shit. I like both you guys, and um, you're both good guys. You're both very passionate about what you do, and to me, this is all a, a misunderstanding. Look, you guys have had a relationship for a while, positively partially and then becoming negative and i think it started from a place of you participating in shows back in indianapolis when you first came to a show i believe yep um and you guys had interaction from the showbiz side of this um so yeah i mean triple h was on there i think to like address the situation i know adam cole uh this week had issued an apology 
to uh, you know for for the way he reacted um, in the situation. I mean, from from the from the word go, because like I saw, I'm not a I'm not a daily uh, Pat McAfee listener. Um, I'm aware of the show from the from the beginning. Tim, go ahead. Um, I'm actually getting a call from a uh, one of our satellite reporters. Uh, Miss Rihanna is here. She's actually uh, pointing me in the right direction. She's saying. Um, work, 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 work. Yes, this is a work, 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 work. Um, because they put it on WWE television on Wednesday. Right. Uh, therefore, it's not real, you idiots. Work, 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 work. Thank you, Rihanna. Thank you. Uh, I thought you were going to preface the clip with the Rihanna sound. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was well done. I'm glad I'm glad I went to you before I hit the button because I was just going to hit the button and I'm glad I didn't. Um, I got you, Big Jim. Yeah, I, I, you know, that one was pretty easy to sniff out. It was pretty easy to sniff out. Yeah. Now, that said, um, I thought it was executed pretty well. Um, I like I like I'm curious to see where they go with it. On a boat, <laughs> put him on a damn put him boat. On a bo- you know what? If this ends up with Pat McAfee being thrown off of a boat, this may be the best year in professional wrestling. It's gonna be Pat McAfee punting one of those little <laughs> undisputed era dudes off a boat. Um, I, I mean, I appreciate it. they were definitely trying to recreate the whole Jim Room, um, yes, Jim Everett thing. Um, so, so I. I such a great applaud, moment. Applaud to what you were trying to do, and, oh, yeah, and I think Everett. it worked. Um, <laughs> that, that's still one of my favorite. Call me Chris again. Then I bet you I will, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, I, I think it did its job. It got people talking. Enough people bought into it. Um, the, I, don't, I don't know much about Pat McAfee. Apparently, he was a punter. I guess. He was, yeah, he was a punter, mostly for the Colts. I don't know if he played for anybody else. I think he only played for the Colts. Um, he's done some like on-air work with the WWE, like pre-show panels, things like that. Right. Um, he's you, the dude who famously wore uh, shorts, suit shorts at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh. You know, and, and like, here's the thing. The the only thing that bothers me about it is, like, they waited until real sports were actually back to do something like this. Like, why didn't you do this in, like, May when you were the only game in town? And, you know, and then all of this, you know, I get that, like, Cole just lost the title. So that was, like, kind of the, the catalyst for his anger or what have you. But, like, if you, you know, you could have done this in, in the middle of May when... ESPN and Fox Sports and all of that were just just scraping barnacles off the bottom of the boat to try and find shit to talk about. <laughs> Even better, we're going to do it while the Miami Marlins are giving everyone in baseball COVID. Right. And um like basketball's back, hockey's and- back, baseball's back with plenty of topics within it to talk about. The NFL's getting near camp. College football's having to make their decisions. 
So all of this stuff like gets get you know it, it, when it could have been you know headline topics somewhere because you have a former NFL player getting into an altercation with a wrestler which which you know there's a wrestling page on ESPN there's a wrestling you know WWE on Fox um you know so i think i think that's the only thing that bothers me a little bit is like they kind of missed the boat a little bit on this like this this was kind of an opportunity lost i think um but do, now do we think this ends up McAfee in a match or McAfee managing somebody against Adam Cole. Tim, you think it's him in a match? Yes. I think it's going to be undisputed era versus Pat McAfee and his football wrestling all stars or whatever you want to call it. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a way for McAfee to like hide. Now, unfortunately when you put Pat McAfee in the ring with Adam Cole, Pat McAfee is going to look like, Andre the Giant. Yes, he is. Like, he's a he's a big he's guy a for a punter. Even though he's a punter, he's a football player. They're not little. Like the little dudes are the kickers. Like yeah. <laughs> punters actually get hit. Like yeah, they so can't. He, they... He's he's a thick boy, and like, um. But I think it's going to end up being a match. I personally think the reason why they waited this long to do this is because, um they need something for Adam Cole to do right now. And they want to keep him away from any championship implications. So your best bet is to put him with your highest profile outside of WWE guy to get extra eyes somewhere. And it'll it'll work. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest. If you're going to put, if you're going to put, you know, the football all-stars in in a situation with anybody, um, the Undisputed era, era is a pretty good group to put them in with because they can obviously, you know, they, they you could put them into a match with four broomsticks and um, it, it might get at least three stars in Japan. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... Um, you know, I think it. I think it makes sense um, from that point. And and what I don't want them to do with Adam Cole and or the Un- undisputed era is throw him onto Raw because he lost the NXT title, and then what happened to Bianca Belair happens to Adam Cole, and just you you, you debut and then we just kind of forget about you for a while, and then we're gonna throw you back on one week and then we're going to probably forget about you again. Like when Adam Cole comes to the WWE, I want him again and or the undisputed era if he goes up with them um to be important right away. So, you know, if if this is what it takes, then then by all means. Uh Matt, what's up? What's up with with this uh, what what's your thoughts on this? I mean, I, I do think it ends up uh, like they wouldn't just like have this just for filler. Like it, it does end up with a match. Um, so I, I think we will see McAfee in the ring. Um, you know, probably not to the extent that Gronk was where he's eventually hoisting <laughs> the 24 seven title, but like he will be like involved in, in something, you know, Survivor Series is coming up. 
Um, so in a couple of months anyway. Um, so I don't think this is, was just like a one-off thing. Um, this, this is building to something. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on, on this, uh, this situation. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, non-wrestlers mixing it up with wrestlers. And usually the non-wrestling person comes out looking good or looking better than the wrestler. But I mean, it's got people talking. That's what they wanted. It's getting mainstream media attention. Um, but honestly, I really have very little interest in, uh, Pat McAfee, honestly, if you had him here in a lineup of people, I couldn't pick him out. (laughs) I'm not a a big sports fan in that aspect, but I really have very little interest in it at all. I could do without it, but it does make sense. They're trying to keep Cole away from the title and, you know, kind of give him something to do while they figure out his next move. I totally get that. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, if if the match itself is better than uh bam bam versus lt then you know and then you, you got to consider it at least a mild success setting the bar real high there Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it's the only instance i can i can think of off the top of my head from wwe where there was a, a football player or ex-football player i mean obviously in wcw you had mongo all over all over I mean, the four horsemen. Yeah, yeah, Kurt Hawkins, Gronk, that whole big moment. Yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> not not WWE, but Stephen Amell was in for a, a match against not football. Stardust. Yeah, I mean, not that's not football, but like, right? I mean, there's I, there's plenty there's plenty of instances of sure. like non wrestlers, like athletes from other disciplines. I mean. Butterbean, Butterbean, Tyson Fury, Mayweather, uh, Floyd Mayweather, um, Carl Malone. Man, I almost, I almost forgot about Tyson Fury. (laughs) I almost forgot about Tyson Fury until you said that. Damn! Now I got to remember that that was a thing. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, I mean, Charlie, Charlie, I think he's the nail on the head. If it brings eyes to NXT, then it's a good thing. Um, well, there, yeah. you, there you go. Former Minnesota Viking, Brock Lesnar. There you go. He was a former Minnesota Viking. Um, all right. Uh, moving on from from this topic, uh, a couple piece pieces of news. Um, it was reported this week that uh, Daniel Bryan and Edge uh, have been uh, a significant part of the creative process to Raw uh, and SmackDown. Edge with Raw, Daniel Bryan with SmackDown. Um, being part of the writing teams uh, as of right now. Daniel Bryan, of course, has not been around much since the Intercontinental title. Uh, tournament ended in early June, probably most likely because Brie Bella is set to uh, set to birth their second child. Um, so obviously he wants to be around for that. And Edge, of course, uh, is out uh, recovering from the triceps tear that he suffered during the filming of the greatest wrestling match of all time. Um, which here's the thing, you know, and, and, and it's not to get in a, a ratings discussion or whatever, but like, um, I haven't, I actually haven't watched a lot of SmackDown as of late. I thought the last couple raws, um, match work, um, and even, even like the, the non wrestling segments have been pretty good. Um, some of the better shows of this era. Now, 
again, it's hard to stack them up against uh, when there's crowds and everything like that, just because, um, you know, it's, it's, this is, this is that, this is that, that bubble time, you know, that it's, it's going to live in its own, uh, own sector of time forever. And, um, you know, and, and it, it's tough. Again, I, I, I think three hours is, is a long time anytime. Uh, you know, I think if there's ever a time to put Raw back to two hours, this would be it. But um, it's, it's obviously not hurting USA enough to, to make them make that switch. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's cool if, 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 if Edge and Daniel Bryan are, are both part of that scene. I mean, Daniel Bryan has already alluded to the fact that he's probably not going to be an, an active wrestler for for too much longer um edge is on bonus time uh as it is right now so if, if those two are going to be involved in the creative process you might as well get them working now um anybody with any thoughts on on those two guys being part of the uh the creative teams i think it's a great use for edge i mean honestly having him with his expertise um, as far as being on screen, nobody can cut a promo right now. Like edge is top five on the mic right now. <sighs> you ain't currently. kidding. Like, and, and like that's rarefied air for current WWE. Um, Daniel Bryan, I'm a little, I'm a little shocked that he's a part of like the creative team. Um, I can absolutely see Daniel Bryan acting as like an agent. Um, because I just don't see, I see him more putting the the matches together and helping influence SmackDown in that area. Um, but SmackDown's always been the work rate show. Like, so if if he's working on on SmackDown with those guys and gals, then like, you can't go wrong. Um, and, and I'm sure Bruce Pritchard needs all the help he can get. <laughs> what you the, the ninjas aren't doing it for you? They're gone. <laughs> Well, they, they, I ain't, they I ain't popped, seen not a nair, I ain't seen not a nair ninja anywhere. They popped back up this week because Bobby Lashley bounced a couple of their heads off the the ring post for. Oh, that's right. For the half little, a minute, little ninjas. Yeah, because uh, Kira Tozawa showed up. Yeah, for the uh, for the twenty four seven seven eleven European title. I ninety five South. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the hurt business is is a lot of fun. I actually have been enjoying. Uh, the hurt business a whole lot. So this was this was mentioned in one of my group chats, but I think it it, it bears mentioning here. Uh, what are the initials of the three members of the hurt business? So it would be Shelton Benjamin, okay, Bobby Lashley, and. MVP Benjamin Lashley MVP B L M Wow I uh wow I did not make that connection at all Yeah that's solid that's pretty that's pretty uh that's pretty good Well there was that there was that graphic that went around um sometime last week like the majority of champions in the in the wwe are like are people of color right now uh, um 
but no, I yeah. hadn't. I had not made that connection with the uh, with the hurt business. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah. But I'm yeah. For it. Now, now, if only we could have a, a person of color be, you know, the champion of the brands, as opposed to like, you know, anyone else. Sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm curious. You know, do you think that's where we're, we're headed with uh, Biggie? Oh God, I hope so. Because he's, you know, that's that's the word out of SmackDown last week. I'm coming. God, that that promo from Kofi. Oh, dude, on SmackDown. Oh my God. But yeah, I mean that that that's apparently you know whether it leads to a a uh, universal title or not remains to be seen. But it's it's apparently it's singles push time for Big E, which yeah, good long overdue because. Because Woods is set to return, I believe, soon anyway. Right. So but even so, like, I, I listen to the New Day podcast a lot. And, like, I've I've followed the New Day extremely close throughout the duration of their time being together. Like, what Kofi said in the promo was true. Like, mm-hmm. the goal for the New Day was make Kofi champion. Now that they've done that, the next goal is make Big E champion. I'm I'm here for Xavier, that. Xavier always wants to eat last. Yeah. Like, you can say whatever you want to say about Xavier Woods. Like, more power to him. But, like, can he be annoying as a character sometimes? Yeah, he, he could. But he's selfless. Sure. Like, Absolutely. He picks his spots. He's remembered. For that, without him, the new day don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Big E's the next guy, dude. Like, I'm here for it. I, I am, especially this slim, trim, flexible, real smart. I didn't even remember. I didn't even think that Big E was ten years in this. Has he been around that long? He debuted at WrestleMania 29. Holy shit! Yeah, and he was in NXT before that yeah his first match his first match was at wrestlemania 29 it was him and dolph ziggler versus team hell no for the tag team titles wow yeah no yeah. i i would not have i would not have really like and and i mean time is irrelevant in in 2020 anyway but um we, we were talking about i was talking about that how like nowadays recent is like five years, but like 25 years ago, recent was like two weeks ago. Right. Like recency is it's, much wider now. And sorry, Charlie, bi- we're talking big E here because we kept saying he and, uh, sorry, pronouns, pronou- pal. pronouns, pal. Big, yeah. Biggest, biggest E. But, uh, yeah, so that, that, that is, that would be long overdue. All right. Next, uh, next piece of news. Um, when asked what the future holds for him on his Twitch stream, AJ Styles said he'd like to keep, um, like to help WWE recruiting talent. However, he also seemed open to potentially working elsewhere, particularly AEW. He said, as far as AEW is concerned, never say never, right? I think once my career is done, I'm hopeful, uh, to work for WWE in some capacity. Uh, I'd like to be a recruiter, go scout some guys. 
I think that would be fun. I would have no problem going to the uh, going to the Indies. I know we have scouts going to weightlifting contests and whatnot to get these big guys, but I want to get guys and girls who have wanted to do this their whole life, give them some advice, check up on them from time to time, and help them get to the next level or the performance center. I think that would be cool to help somebody uh, and see if they're coachable. Um, so, like, I, I remember seeing the headline this week that said, like, AJ Styles to AEW, and I was like, huh? So I quick clicked on it, saw this, and I'm like, oh, he. I think he was just having some fun with the never say never, because I think numerous times he's kind of said, um, like, this is going to be his last contract. Um, I, 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 I don't... I, I don't foresee AJ Styles leaving the, uh, you know, going anywhere else than finishing his career with the WWE. Um, obviously, you, you never truly can tell uh, in this business, but um, between age and whatnot, I, I, I personally don't see it. Uh, Matt, do you see AJ Styles ending up anywhere else than the WWE? I mean, he is on the wrong side of 40. Um so probably not. Uh, Tim, how about you? Uh, no, I don't think AJ really goes anywhere. Um, he'd be kind of foolish to go somewhere else. Yeah. Unless he feels like he has something to prove, but I don't think he does. I um, think he done proved it. <laughs> yeah, he done proved it all. Um, I think if he wants a job with WWE, he can have one for life. But I agree. Um, He'd be a really good asset at the Performance Center. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, we, we've seen over the last, you know, five, you know, five, six, seven years, the the change of body size and in-ring style to the WWE product. Um, I think AJ Styles is a perfect person that can help, um, you know, help with people develop their skills in that world. Mark, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I don't see AJ going anywhere anytime soon. I may be down the road years later, maybe to AEW, but, you know, maybe as a uh, trainer type thing, but nah, I think he's in WWE for the long haul, at least for now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last week, obviously, we, we talked about AEW's uh, women's tag team tournament called the Deadly Draw that they announced last week. Uh, it will begin next week on two on uh, on Monday, um, Monday evening on their YouTube channel. Uh, the rules of the deadly draw are: the tournament is a random draw. All competitors must draw a color. Matching colors will become a team. Uh, section selections are final and cannot be appealed. Uh, and we saw our first team formed last night. And I'm you know I'm so bummed. That Ryan is not here to uh, to be a part of this moment because last night on AEW Dynamite it was revealed that uh, Nyla Rose, her tag team partner in the Deadly Draw, will be none other than Ariane Andrew. Which, if you don't know who that is, it is Ryan's favorite, and I know he keeps trying to pass the buck off onto me. Oh, Ryan's okay. favorite, uh, formerly known as Cameron, uh, is now back in the wrestling business uh, with AEW, and she will be the tag team partner to Nyla Rose. So any any thought? I mean, the, the random draw uh, is kind of interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, I, just as I was last week, I'm very curious to see how they 
how they fill out the um the the eight teams because you know half of their women's roster is on the IR uh or not allowed in the US because of the pandemic so um you know they're they're obviously going to be digging into the uh the wide world of professional wrestling pool for 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 some competitors here but uh and obviously we've seen we've seen them dig into uh one of the best here What's your favorite match? My favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox. Who? Uh, Thoughts on the deadly draw, Matt? Um, Jalen, I know you're happy to see your girl, Cameron, back in the ring. Um, Let's hope this time that she remembers that in order to pin someone, they have to be on their back and not... Lay face down on the ring. Uh, <laughs> one of the keys of wrestling. Um, but hey, somebody call my mama. <laughs> Bunch of dactyls are back. <laughs> they are. They are back. Both back in the business. Uh, Mark, deadly draw. Your thoughts? Uh, I'll tell you what. I think it's going to be an interesting concept. And uh, Cameron, I I really didn't miss her, so I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't need her to come back. It's kind of a little surprising. Maybe uh, we'll see what happens. But I think the concept is going to be, uh, it'll be interesting. And uh, Tim, your thoughts on the deadly draw? Girl, bye. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. The final thing I have is uh, on his uh, Twitch stream on a Q&A session, uh, former WWE superstar Rusev uh, said he's enjoying <laughs> Former Twitch streamer Rusev. Oh, is he? Got he... Ban- he got banned today. Oh, what'd he do? I don't know. I think it's because Lana's been skimping around with her titties out. Like full out or just like. No, bi- but she's in a bikini and like is Twitch it... has a lot of. Twitch has a really high terms of service. What'd you um, do? Oh. Yeah, so she be, she be out. She be out there scantily clad. And <laughs> she and broke Ruru, his. Uh... He broke the toss and he's banned. So he's, I think he's, I think it's only like a three day ban. Maybe. Oh, okay. It's, either, it's his first offense. It's either like a three day ban or a seven day. So she's got to She's just got to put some clothes on. Uh, she got to ne- put on a top next time put around. Sun, put a sundress on. Or there you go. Um, but anyway, um, he uh, I guess was asked about his future in the wrestling business. He said, "I'm done. I'm just enjoying my Twitch." <laughs> or was uh, he's a professional Twitcher content creator he said he's not a wrestler anymore uh do you think this is just trying to throw people off the scent or do you actually think that he is done done i think i'm there's another call coming in same number as last time <laughs> uh, i think Rihanna's I, here again. I think we got the audio quack, 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 quack. <laughs> thank you yes <laughs> Why is he going to tell you where he's going, Internet? <laughs> Let him do his thing. Let him enjoy. He just got his wife back from sharing her with Bobby Lashley for like three months. Right? Like, let him live, thrive in this COVID world where it's just him and Lana with all the free time in the world. You think the last thing he wants to do is go out and bump meat with other men? Big men bumping no. meat. Big man bumping meat. No, he wants to sit at home. He wants to play FIFA and he wants to stare at his hot bride. Jiggly Lana. wife. 
That's it. Yeah, I mean, like, like yeah, exactly. Like, why, why is he going to just be like, oh, okay, random Twitch question guy. I'm going to tell you exactly where and when I'm going to debut with wherever and when I'm going. And he's actually really good at the Twitch thing. Like, he's very entertaining. He has a bunch of subscribers. So he's making decent money just sure. playing video games. There's a lot of good wrestlers. There's a lot of wrestlers right now that are really good Twitch streamers. Oh, the Styles, Rusev, Mia Yim's on there. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro. Cesaro, really? Cesaro streams. Isn't Bebe on there? Uh, yeah, his name is the Chugs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, Adam Cole, uh, old, uh, what's his name? Uh, the The big... The big dude who got beat up by Brock Lesnar, he was a ring announcer. Dio Madden. Dio oh, Madden yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Tyler Breeze, uh, Sean Spears, and Baron Corbin share a Twitter account. Or a Twitch, Twitch account, account. Oh, okay. Called The Sweets. <laughs> so, like, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of wrestlers who, like, stream on Twitch. Uh, Jessica Havoc, I think, does. Okay. Um. Uh, Dakota Kai. Mandy Leone also is on the Twitch. Nice. Yeah. Who the uh, hell is this? Dakota Dakota Kai's on there with uh, her, uh, yeah. <laughs> with her potential, with her potential uh, sweetheart making appearances Jimmy, in the background. Two steps away from assault, and and now you're pretending like you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta protect myself and my bases, Matt. Uh, that it was purely accidental. Um, Your bases or her bases? Uh, sure. All, of, all of the above. Look, a ha- apparently, a handshake can turn into something more, almost real quick. Um, but I got cat-like speed and reflexes, so I got out of that one. I got that out of that one real quick. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, Mark or Matt, any thoughts to uh, to the to the Rusev? Yes, Rusev, see me on the sticks in FIFA. Stop being a coward. Oh, damn, Matt, throwing it out there. Mark, your thoughts? Well, uh, Rusev will be back. He's not done with pro wrestling, not by a long shot. Yeah, I'm sure he's taking a nice vacation, a nice time away, and recover, recoup. He'll be back without question. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's still a young dude, right? I mean, I don't even think – he's not even on the wrong side of 30, is he? Oh, he is. He's 35. He's 35. He'll be 36 in December. So he is on the wrong side of 30, but I think uh, I think he'll still be all right. He was born on Christmas. He was. So Christmas Day is Rusev Day. I'm glad Rusev I. Day. I'm glad. I'm glad I know that now. Perfect. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure Christmas has already been canceled for 2020, but, uh, but Rusev Day is never Rusev, canceled. Rusev Day yeah. never canceled. Um, all right, that's that's all I have. Uh, anybody else got anything to add uh, before we close up shop this week? All right, uh, Matt. Where can uh, where can the people follow you and what you're doing? You can follow me. I am on Twitter. It's at three CP. The letter A. Philly, as in Philadelphia. 
and number eight shows three PC affiliate. I posted something on the uh, watch along here a couple minutes ago. Since then, I've seen Devin, Charlie, and Nikki uh, keep up with us. We did have a woman of the week this week. That woman was Gabby Ortiz. Is our woman of the week because she wears a mask like you should be doing. So, Charlie, Devin, Nikki. Gabby is belly mask. If either of you three want a Gabby Ortiz mask, hey, that's on me. So all you have to do is go to our Instagram page at Freakout Thursday. There is a picture of her wearing a mask three different times this week. Just like those pictures, comment on each one, say, where's my mask? And I will make sure I get that one out to you guys. So you can rep a mask, rep Gabby Ortiz, and stay safe all at the same time. Awesome. Badass. So yeah, Charlie, Devin, and Nikki, make sure you head over there on Instagram. Tim, where can uh, people follow you? At not the tool man across all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If you care, I'm on TikTok uh, too. I don't talk. My girlfriend does all the TikToking. That's that's uh, that's her. Um, oh, come on, Tim, do some TikTok. I would love to, but I am too. <laughs> I think I have almost aged out of TikTok. I just, heck no. I just enjoy it. Um, but I uh, so, I'm, I'm going to be streaming. Picking back up streaming here soon. I've taken some time away. Twitch.tv forward slash not the tool man. Uh, if you're interested in more podcasts that aren't necessarily more recent and like you're wrestling a little more uh, retro, uh, Final Wrestling Place. Uh, you can find us at Final Place Pod on the Twitter. Uh, you can follow, like us however you get your podcasts uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud.com forward slash Final Wrestling Place. Uh, this season, we're talking about the boys and girls of summer. So wrestlers and their uh, time at the greatest part, the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam. Uh, last week, we talked about Bret Hart. And this week, we're flipping the coin. And we're talking about the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, and his time uh, at SummerSlam. It's going to be a really good juxtaposition uh, between the two. Uh, I cannot wait and uh three count thursday is doing a wrestling theme tournament don't know if you heard about it it's it's my love tinyurl.com forward slash three c t two sweet 16 uh get your votes in voting closes sunday morning at midnight so saturday night tinyurl.com forward slash three c t two the number two sweet 16 big J. Yeah, again, Charlie, Devin, and Nikki. Just head over to our Instagram. Any of the pictures with uh, Gabby Ortiz with her mask, just comment, where's my mask? Matt will uh, make sure you get that. So head over there. She just said on Twitter she has plenty of masks. So head on over there, guys. I I got you. There you go, Matt. It's it's on Matt. Intern Mark. Intern Mark, where can the uh, people follow you? Well, I'm on oh, hi, Twitter every once in a while. I'll throw out something. It's not usually wrestling related, but uh, it's Hershey Park count intern, uh, Hershey Park or uh, the uh, National Day or some kind of something fun. So, intern Mark, recount intern, something like that. Or every so Number often, one. every so often, you'll send a dick pic and break the internet. Oh, that was wild! I, <laughs> I sent a uh, well. You have to go look at it. I sent a dick pic to uh, our friend uh, Felicia Rose. And uh, everybody really seemed to like it. That was for Braver National man, Nude Day. Braver man than me, man. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Well, you you got to do what you got to do. It'll all make sense. 
So, uh, yeah, you can follow me. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports, but really make sure you're following at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, head over to threecountthursday.com. You'll find our YouTube link. You will find all of our social media links, our podcast links, and much, much more. That is the redesigned threecountthursday.com with a new uh, web layout there. Uh, so, yeah, again, until next week, wear the mask, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. <laughs>